0: Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, player fm tune in listen notes and more you can also follow us on twitter at civil tension facebook by joining the civil tension podcast group as well as on our developing instagram account civil tension and youtube channel to join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. <laughs> On a bad day. Let's see. Real eat go to cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that actually played remarkably well. And wow. um, Thank you, the, well, I, I actually was not enamored with that episode. Yeah, too. I, I walked out of here going, eh.
1: Yeah.
0: and I closed last week's episode with a "well, duh" comment, mm-hmm. um, which That's was yours? kind of funny. Probably, thank but um, you That's know, I, I put it up, I, I listened to it again in editing, and thank you very much. Um, we did a lot of, we did a lot of, whining and pissing and moaning <laughs> about how leadership seminars and such are are for crap. But then we also did a lot of whining and pissing and moaning about how everybody sucks at leadership. <laughs> and in listening back, I'm like, wow, we, we really did a lot of just whining, pissing, and moaning for no apparent reason yeah. last week and got nowhere. It was entertaining. And I think what, you know, we laughed a lot. It was entertaining. I think what carried that was that, the, you know, the title, which, yeah. you know, credit to Bill, Uh, Because he's the one that said, well, you know, true leaders eat goat cheese. Yeah, exactly. And I slapped that up there. And, you know, to his credit and to that and to a little bit of my surprise, um, as of right now, we are, (laughs) this is, it's so funny that these are our benchmark things, but... As of right now, we have 1,213 Twitter followers. Gosh. So we have
2: we're blown, up, baby. The world.
0: blown past that uh, little 600, 700, to 800 mark that we were stuck at for a couple of weeks. The
2: first 1,200
0: is uh, the toughest. Well, yeah, wait, till till they
2: finish the, the whiteout. Out.
0: The guy finished <laughs> yeah, in the whiteout. Yeah, out he's done out. The white so, out. yeah. So, but you know, then John was talking a bit, and I, I really, I, I, looked around for that Ben Shapiro thing, and I shot an e- I didn't shoot emails out until this morning.
2: Yeah, I saw it this morning.
0: Um, I actually read an article that was put out uh, yesterday, the 16th, by Ben on you know that was titled what if everybody sucks at everything mm-hmm. and and it actually had all to do with the whole FBI thing and right. you know uh, that uh, that particular peter annoys me to death that he's, he's that I share a name with that guy but um <laughs> oh struck. You know, struck no peter peter struck yeah well yeah but so you I, share a yeah, first name sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah you
2: don't share
1: struck with no, them, no okay. Yeah. okay from now on you are Pete.
0: yeah yeah and uh but uh uh, it, it, and, and I'm thinking, you know, not so much to that point, but you know, yeah, a lot of people suck at a lot of things, mm-hmm. but they still do them anyway. Right. And but I was I really liked because John and I had a bit of a conversation and about what you saw
2: on the video. Actually, I couldn't find any. I know. I've, I've to tried to yourself. find it
3: since, and it's hard to find. Yeah. Harder to find than I thought. On
2: that subject of the article that you sent, you mean? Yeah, so We cut him no. off on of what he was going to say. On, the other one on, on, the
0: other. on conscription that John oh, was talking gotcha. about. gotcha. Right? Okay. So, but actually share with everybody what that was cuz that I really liked that conversation
3: sure sure so the so the video that I saw the, uh, by Ben Shapiro was on a panel there was of course a moderator and there were five people on the panel he was one there's one other conservative minded individual and three other people that I think they were PhDs or media personalities and they thought that they knew better. And so what the what the issue was uh, was the issue of freedom in and, and, and the marketplace and who really knows better, the government or the individual, which, gosh, why don't you just go ahead and toss a big softball right down the middle for Ben Shapiro on that topic. And eventually the conversation wound its way around, and this comes to the inspired comment that he made, was the issue of integration in the south, and that you do need forced, you do need forced um, intervention on the part of the government in some situations, be, uh, i.e. integration of the south, and getting rid of you know segregation and all the rest of it, and civil rights movement, what have you. And and Ben just, and this is what Ben said, and it just totally blew me away. You know, I really very rarely get genuinely blown away by someone else's thoughts, and this was it. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're awake.
2: Yeah, Only way. by your own, right?
1: well,
3: uh, even, even less so by my own. But I just want to make sure there's that someone that's still out there. A little self-degrading humor goes a long boy. way.
2: You're building the suspense here. I, I
3: am, and this is what he said. He said um, segregation wasn't because of the marketplace. Segregation was because you had Jim Crow laws on the books at the state level. Mm-hmm. He said you had the federal government come in to correct what the states had put into place. He said what would the South have looked like if there weren't actually Jim Crow laws and the marketplace had been allowed to sort these things out for themselves? And of course it was all hinging around the issue that well if you're a florist, should you be conscripted to supply flowers to a gay wedding? If you are a baker, should you be conscripted by the government to supply something to uh, a gay wedding? as opposed to if someone who is gay comes in to your establishment and they say they want, I'd like to buy some roses or I'd like to buy a dozen cupcakes, by all means. But do not conscript my labor to force me to to participate in a ceremony and in something that I, as a person of religious conscience, of faith, do not ascribe to and cannot be a part of. And so that was the whole issue. And eventually, well, so the person that thought he knew better said, well, gee whiz, if we didn't have conscription or forcing on the part of the government, he wouldn't have had integration in the South. And Ben's like, wait a minute, that wasn't because of the marketplace, that was because of Jim Crow laws on, this, on the books at the state level. He said, so you can't say that the marketplace wouldn't have fixed that. It probably would have. He says, what happens to the baker that says, I don't want to participate in the ceremony that I don't believe in? Well, eventually, the marketplace will decide if you are in business or out of business, in which case, the baker, once they realize that they're losing too much money, has to make the decision, is this a principle that I'm worth, it's worth losing my business over? And that's a personal decision they get to make, and if they make that decision, then they get to shut their doors, and they get to go work for somebody else, and that's their personal decision and the marketplace will sort these things out. It was just totally inspired, because I had never thought about that before. I mean, it's obvious now that you hear it, but it was never, it was never, I never had thought about the fact that the states and the segregation wasn't because of the marketplace or racism necessarily on the individual level, but there were laws on the books that would not allow them to do this, that, and the other. Right. I thought it was totally inspired. Mm-hmm. I've never had that thought before. Never had that conclusion before. That was the video that so, I saw. But see, those laws on the books
4: could have been changed by the people yeah. over a period of time. Now. Right the acceleration that took place by the federal government stepping in. Right. Or had there been a public debate over it. Right. Now, again, in the South, the public debate would might have still sided with the laws that were on the books mm-hmm. at that time. Right. And, and so it gets back to, to the basic premise that the market will sort it out if you believe... Mm-hmm. In the free market society, right. But if you believe yeah. that government has to spoon feed mm-hmm. and teach us all, right, and tell us all what to do, and stand in line here and act this way, and do this, what this, 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 that's where it all breaks down. Is that there are people out there that believe that <laughs> it,
1: it, the immediate post Civil War situation in that in that environment. That 25 or 30 year environment, the federal government heavily exacerbated the whole problem with with uh, integrating uh, black folks as normal citizens because of its overstepping, because of the degree to which it destroyed institutions that were there that it would have happily adapted, you know, given some time. The the anger that made the Ku Klux Klan happen was caused by the federal government.
3: And anybody who doesn't believe that has never studied the Reconstruction. Well, and the and the thing that, that, as soon as I heard that commentary by Ben, I thought to myself, okay, because I'm a 10th Amendment guy, I think to myself, wow, this doesn't bode well for the 10th. But then I came to the conclusion, per Glenn's point that he just made, yes, there are things that should be delegated to the feds at as delineated in the Constitution, those things that reside with the states, but there are those things within the states under the Tenth Amendment that not even they should be doing. And there are things that not even the counties or the townships or parishes should be doing. There are things that simply should not be dealt with at any governmental level that should be dealt with at a free market, free will. If I want to buy flowers from you, I will. And if you say I don't want to sell you flowers because of this wedding, but I will give you a list of companies and... uh, establishes that will help you, establishments that will help you. And that's exactly what this particular florist did, that's exactly what this particular baker, that again, the state of Oregon, they were sued out of business, the fines by the state are over $130,000. They've lost their business, they've lost their livelihood, and they still are on the hook for the fines. And so now what the issue is, is that someone came in and said, I'm gonna conscript your labor, the government agreed with them, I'm gonna conscript your labor, to do something that you don't think that you should be allowed to do, even though you've said, kindly sir, here's a list of other florists or bakers that will do what it is you want to do. They say, no, no, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. I want to conscript your labor. I want the government to force you to do it because I'm right Mm -hmm. and you will comply with what I want because you don't have the free will to make your decisions and I have to absolutely force you into what I think you as should I've do. said
2: many times, comply or be destroyed. Comply or be destroyed, and
3: that's the left, okay? I absolutely believe that as a Christian, I'm absolutely 110% correct. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's actually been exposed to biblical Christianity cannot help but believe. Someone who has not been exposed to biblical Christianity but thinks they have and don't believe, you haven't been exposed to it. But here's the issue. You're free to choose. Mm-hmm. I will not conscript you to come. I will encourage you to come. I'll pray for you to come. I will I will invite you to come. I will try to share God's good news with you so that maybe you can come take that next step and the Spirit will convict you to come. At least try it. But I will never conscript your labor to say, yeah. you will go to church. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this, just this week,
4: uh, and Don, you might have seen this, <clears throat> there was a discussion in a private Facebook group that we're both in about whether or not a business coach should or could turn down somebody looking or seeking her services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so, yeah, we all say well, wh- why? Why, why not? Mm-hmm. Well, because of the very thing that you're speaking mm-hmm. of. Now, this had nothing to do with whether or not the individual was Uh, a lesbian or a gay or whatever. It had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with race. It's just that coach didn't feel comfortable coaching that individual in that industry. Mm. They didn't feel qualified. Right. And so one of the responses from uh, one of the coaches was, it's your game. You get to choose who you play with. Mm. Mm -hmm. But based on what just happened, it almost, as a business owner... Puts the fear of God in you that what if that person came back and and made some accusations yeah, they, that right. the reason you didn't coach me is because something this. totally different, right. right? Right. And now the government has conscripted that coach to coach that person, right? Who may not be successful in the coaching, yeah. Which then could result in being sued because you <laughs> didn't get the results that that person thought you should get, right? So you know, you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You, you either coach the person.
2: Or you take the risk, but that's exactly where the issue lies. We shouldn't have to be making those <coughs> kinds of decisions. It's should be as a market. business coach. I want awesome to coach people I that I want to coach. Yeah, it has to be a good co-fitter. So those are the only
3: people you're going to be good at coaching.
1: Exactly.
2: That's
1: right. Right. That's right. You know, I, I, if you're working for yourself. You shouldn't have to do business with anybody for any reason that you don't want to, and that's the only call. The deal is, as the owner of the business, either uh, this is a good business decision for me or not, and that can come down to, yeah, uh, the guy speaks Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Most of his cl- clientele speak Spanish. comes from a different culture. I don't have a clue how to consult him. Right. I am not good at what I do for him. There's I a don't do websites for Spanish-speaking people but unless they want to bring their Spanish-speaking person as my partner. I'll show them how, all the tech stuff, and they tell me how to communicate. Right. right. No, nope, right. nope. but I can't. I can't help them with just my own skills. You, you but, do a good But, job you see, job but there's.
3: But uh, so let's okay. say that. But let's be clear, though. That um, let's say that you have a restaurant. And so you made the statement that you should be able to do business with whoever it is you want to do business with as a business owner. If, you have, if you're a business owner and you own a restaurant and you have a lunch counter and someone comes in and they're of a given persuasion, fill in the blank with whatever prosecuted, persecuted group you want to fill in the blank with, uh, the person comes in to sit down at the counter and say, I don't really want to serve you a cup of coffee.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Can't do that can't do that. Now if the person comes in and they start raising ten kinds of cane and whatever and they start disrupting your business then that's something different. And so at some level, because that's a, a lunch counter, it's a public, it's private property, but it's still, it's access generally by the public, which is different than coaching, Mm -hmm. which is not, does not have the, hey, you can all come in, there's just this assumption that you can come in and be coached by Glenn. Mm -hmm. There's not the assumption you'd be coached by Glenn, there has to be a good co-fit before you get that right, Mm -hmm. or that privilege. Mm -hmm. The same way with Ken building a website, if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, look, I want to do a website and it deals in X, Y, and Z, and Ken finds X, Y, and Z to be something against his moral conscience. Okay, let's say somebody came in and said, I wanted, Ken, I want you to develop a website that promotes the Socialist Democratic Party. <laughs> Ken would say that's something that I probably really can't do in good conscience. I'm not going to be able to really invest myself emotionally or intellectually in that subject matter. I just don't think it's a good co-fit, but here is a list of companies that might be able to help you. I would submit, though, but that... His, but, I, but I'd like to talk that out because that's what was happening. Yeah, and that's where I want to go. Yeah. Is,
4: is I would submit that Ken has a greater risk of exposure than I do because of the services he provides. Mm-hmm. As a business coach, that's one area. But Ken providing website development and mm-hmm. services in that area, if somebody came in and said to him, like the baker, mm-hmm. I want you to develop a website... Mm-hmm. That is totally against your your personal beliefs and so forth, and it's a website for, and because of the Baker thing, let's just talk about that sure. it's for for gay uh, you know a gay platform. Mm-hmm. And Ken turned that down. He has a pretty big exposure. Yes. Even though he doesn't have a brick and mortar where people are coming in mm-hmm. to necessarily buy a you know a service in the in, you know. A hot dog or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I would say his exposure is far greater than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, you, your thoughts? No, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I, we, but neither of us serves up uh, a can of product that's on the counter when the guy walks in. A commodity, right? A commodity. a commodity. We we serve up things that uh, that that uh, that require our emotional. And business, sort of alliance or understanding or simpatico, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if my best clients are the ones where I really believe in their business, and I am, I'm, I'm totally stoked by, by helping them succeed. Naturally, I'm going to be better at appeal, making the website appeal to their customers. Mm-hmm. Right. Where if somebody comes into me and 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 asks me to put up a site that. Uh, that uh, campaigns actively against uh, concealed carry,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: sure. I, I believe in. I, not only do I not want to do it for my own beliefs, I'm gonna be bad at it, and it's a bad business decision for me to commit to spend this
2: guy's money. Well, you're not committed to right. it. Right. Yeah, you know, I just, so you know, I'm not, I'm not,
1: and, and I can send him down the path to somebody who is, God bless you, Right. right? Uh, Web guys are not that uncommon. I'm I'm still back to how did the government ever get to the point of telling an independent small businessman who he can do business with or how he can do business with them? I remember the signs
2: going up, can refuse service to anybody for any reason, you know, that was... Yeah, that was very common. I mean, yeah. that gets all the way no back shirt, down no to the shirt, No shoes, no service? Exactly. That's what I was just about
0: <laughs> to say. There you go. I mean, no perfect. Shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. Okay, well, I, you know, but I got thing- my shoes on, I got my shirt on. But What's
3: the, th- the problem. But the thing that's interesting about that sign, they don't say anything about pants no they don't that's, <laughs> the, that's why I said what's the problem yeah. I was implying
1: <laughs> yeah. pants. i mean, was got my shoes on i got my shirt on no pants I <laughs> could come up with some phrase that <laughs> <of> rhymes
4: <laughs> there's a certain demographic of the population my, my uh, nephew owns a construction company and he loves working with that population even though personally he's The no pants population. (laughs) We'll call it the no pants population, and and he loves working with that population because they're one of the um, wealthier populations Mm -hmm. in our country, and they've got great taste, Mm -hmm. and they spend a heck of a lot of money for what he does, and it's not unusual for him to to build an eighty to a hundred thousand dollar deck. It is a good and, market segment. And it's a great market segment, yeah. and he's more than happy to take their money. Yeah. Right. And why? Because when those decks go up, there's parties that happen on that deck, yep. and then people say... Build your deck, yeah. Who did this for you? And guess who his next customer comes from? He turns business away because he's got so much business. Mm -hmm. And
3: and that's the genius of the marketplace. There is absolutely no reason for the government to get involved and say you must build decks for everyone that approaches you to build decks. If someone wants to say, I want to approach and and go after a niche market of this particular demographic, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Well, happy trails, and you've made great gross margins and great net profit, and you can retire at the age of 54 and, you know, winter in Belize. Great. Who's the same, who's, who might have stopped you? By the same token, if you want to turn that business away and your gross margins are slim, your net profit is much less, of course, and you wind up working till you're 75, well, that's your decision. Mm-hmm. That's okay. The government should have nothing to say about
2: that. Well, I think the part that gets missed in all these, too, is in these stories, <laughs> like the baker, is that they do leave out the part at the end of the story where there's like a thousand other places you Double, can buy. It's not yeah, like no. you're being, you're not well, being stopped from being able to buy what you want want to buy, we make it in those what? stories, we and, make it but, sound like... It's the last baker on the world!
5: Exactly! Right? Yeah. And <laughs> As a, if
2: a, it is the only and, baker and, in, in the
3: world. And it's a situation where the baker said, I just don't want to bake a cake You're for right. you for this occasion. If someone had walked in there and they were outwardly and apparently of a given persuasion and a flaming cupcakes. and ordered a dozen cupcakes yeah. for the office. he gives them a cupcakes. Dang. Who cares? Yeah. I want your money. I want a good reference. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah.
0: Uh, and now to that, that, that poor baker that individually mm-hmm. has now been, and this was just in the news this week, he's been admonished once again for refusing to bake a uh, transitioning cake for hmm. someone transitioning from gender to I'm gender. I'm not sure I
1: know what that is. And he's like, yeah, you don't he, want well,
0: it's it's a you know. For yeah, one, okay. For one, <laughs> yeah, He does, one he one, does, he does yeah. So, <laughs> But so there is this, you know. Okay, we got to pick on him first. Let's do it again. Yeah, right. And I think and again to your point. Oh, yes. hmm. Where else can you freaking go? There's more than one freaking baker in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. More than one freaking but baker. Do you think if the baker, baker turned cetera, down a
2: Christian, yeah, this yeah, would yeah, have been yeah. a story? No. Say this again. But, so, do you think if this baker turned down a Christian wedding, would this have been a story? Oh, absolutely not. Right. Yeah. he had been
1: yeah. a Muslim baker, and you know, yeah.
2: No. That's the point. I think
0: that's the point. It's the, it is, you know, that, that whole idea that, you know, when you have a, my, my, the minorities yell the loudest. Sure. Yeah. They, they do, they do, they do yell and scream the loudest. That's why you Hear about I
1: just I, I would like to know who but, funded that whole
0: conflict yeah. but, um, but you no, know but it, it, to the point of marketplace and figuring these things out marketplace fosters and breeds success you get to decide what you're going to do how well you're going to do it and you know you build an awesome deck other people want a freaking awesome deck conscription in its very at its very core it seems to me that it would it would foster and create, I don't know, breed mediocrity or half <laughs> Absolutely. If, if you're going to force me to do this, eh. You're going to build a bad website I'll for do that it thing you don't believe I'm in. I'm going to get money for it, but, in, and like Ken said, I'm not going to be good at it. I'll yeah. do it, and yeah. you'll get what I give you. Yeah. But you know, what are you going to do? Complain? It, you forced me to do it. They forced
3: me to do it. You get what you get. Yeah. It's going to bring out two things. Bring, one, mediocrity, and two, it's going to bring out hostility. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because
3: number one, you're going to get an inferior product. You're not going to like it. You're going to feel that toward me, and I'm going to feel that way toward you because I was conscripted to do something I didn't want to do. Right. Yeah. So those two things is what allow the government to start to foster this back and forth. I'll go as far as to say this. You want to talk about how radical I am with regards to... <laughs> Uh, lack of government enforcement and conscription. I don't think that you should have, I don't think the county should have the right to shut down a restaurant because of poor health conditions. I, this is not hearing me out. I think they should go in and do the inspection according to a given set of standards. And put the and put, results and put, and the it on wall. the door. <laughs> post it on the door, and and if you, as a consumer, want to go into a restaurant with a D minus rating, with a list of <laughs> infractions and problems and findings on the door, which will no doubt be in social media, Twitter, and mm-hmm. everywhere else you want to go in there and do that, 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 is, that is your business. You don't even
1: have to put it on the, the door. The market Just will fix it. Yes. put it on the health department website. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And everybody is going to link to it. Yes, or pay. or, or if you
3: want to go as far as to say there is a requirement that your health department rating has to be on your website somewhere, about us, health department rating, boom. Let the marketplace figure this out. Do you remember about 15, 20 years ago when smoking was banned on airlines? Mm-hmm. Sure. Someone came up with the idea, I don't remember who, don't even remember the name of the airlines, but somebody came up with the idea that we're going to have an all-smoking airline because we think there's a market for it. Yeah. That thing went up and down faster than a yeah. rock. Went up and yeah. smoke? Went up and smoke. <laughs> smoke. Well-placed well norm, absolutely. Because why? There's no market for exactly. it. You know, I, I, exactly. Yeah.
2: This is not yeah, I a radical know. position, it's, John. It's, it's this so is a, to others.
1: Yours, yours is a straight-on real position. I don't consider it radical. Don't the only thing well, radical about it is the degree to which it crosses and, and, the, So
3: let's, so let's go to the lunch counter. Okay, Let's go to the lunch counter situation. Let's say that someone, as a business owner, because I'm somewhat conflicted about the lunch counter thing versus mm. the business coach versus the web designer versus the baker or the florist, because there's a counter. It's somewhat of a public place, even though it's private property. So I'm conflicted on that, but let's walk this through. Someone walks into a, an a establishment of a given demographic and the the owner or whatever it is, or maybe it says it on the door, we don't serve this kind of person here. I, as a man of conscience, am gonna see that and say, either I agree with that or I don't agree with that, I will either not go there, because if it said, for example, in the case back in the 50s, no, we don't serve blacks here, okay, you can't come here and, and eat at our lunch counter. As a man of conscience, I'm going to look at that and think to myself, "I'm not going. To. I'm not going to go in there. That's not okay. Wait for it. Okay. Now, in the modern age, that's going to be publicized. There's going to be a lot of pressure placed on them, and that business owner is going to have to make the decision to say, you know. I need to make money. I want to do this for a living. I apologize. I'm sorry. Boom! I change my opinion based on what the marketplace pressures me to do.
0: And that's going to be very well, quick now. It's yeah, very, very quick now, Andy. which it wasn't back Andy. in the '50s. It yeah, wasn't back. Well, in. I'll, I'll, hold on, just a second, because. Don't think for a second. I know Norm. You really want to say, "Don't think for a second that now somebody's not going to take a picture of that, slap it on Twitter, right, and that, that place is going to be
3: ostracized in about two seconds." But, but now, the, the, but now, I'm sorry. But now the issue is now the issue is mm-hmm. is that uh, that there has to be the opportunity for the business owner to repent. To say, okay, Versus now this place down. bingo. Now that's what the left doesn't allow for. The <laughs> left, the, the comply or die team, yep. right? You either do the comply or die. That's what Don said. Uh, he mm-hmm. was right. It's a comply or die. Look, There's our if, title. If, if for this you episode.
0: comply, or die, comply if, or die, if you, if you, it even rhymes. We actually haven't done an intro yet. We Learn Learn we're, in. we're ourselves. It, if you,
3: if you, if you, if you have, if you, if you say, okay, I'm going to do this, but then you change your position and say, okay, I, I did, th- I think that's the wrong thing based on market conditions. Now we're going to change our business model and we're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. You should allow people. At business level, to repent
2: mm-hmm.
3: and say, you know something, you've changed your ways. I'm now going to frequent your establishment. I'm not going to continue to persecute you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to now. I will come in and spend money because mm-hmm. you have done something different, as opposed to saying, you know something, you were wrong once in your life. I'm going to burn your ass to the ground till the day you die.
2: You know what? What you just said does something that that would be the that would allow the opportunity for someone to change. From doing something that is wrong to something that's wrong. Well, in Today, business, you don't even give them an opportunity. Yeah, in business you do, but or, in sorry, in sorry. in
1: this in You're this next. Uh, social. What's next? Better yeah. be good. No I'm way. sorry. Oh, okay. wait, 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 no. sure.
5: <laughs> well, I was just say, you were talking about there, I think a few months ago, there was some bar some, in Milwaukee, do you remember the headline? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the name of the bar. Someone didn't like it. They've been in business for like 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. They same didn't name. agree with the name. Yeah, same, same name, name, but they didn't agree because all the political, all the PC crap going on. Oh. You know, They wanted to change and close down the restaurant, the bar, because of the name. I forgot the name of the place. But just because the name on the outside, they didn't like how it was called. They want to force the business owner to change the name. Well, let's go back to the baker for a second. What would the story be for that baker
4: today had they had a different approach? And their approach is, sure, I'm in the business of baking cakes. And if they had thought through this and said, this is a niche I want to serve because this is a niche that if I do well, I can make a heck of a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. See, the the beliefs outweighed the money for this guy, right? Versus the the capitalistic, you know, position of I can make a heck of a lot of money here. Yeah, because they could have, because had they Absolutely. made the choice and had their cake. Guess who would have been the preferred member of that community of that yes. very yes. powerful niche. Yes. Very po- that is a hugely powerful niche. Yes, And that's actually the same niche my nephew serves. Mm-hmm. So wow. Right. Now, I think he doesn't exclusively serve that, but right. you know, there's a term in the coaching industry and it's the riches are in the niches. Hmm. And if you can figure out the niche where you can serve and make the heck most lot, most money at it in the right conscious, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about anything it's a illegal or moral. Yeah, right. it's a vertical market, man. Yeah, so. you know. So if you look at it, you know, where do you want to coach? You know, I'm uh, I'm talking with a guy that's highly successful, and his niche, orthodontist, dentist, you know, in the medical profession. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they got the money to pay. They got paid.
0: So, in the niches are the richest and comply or die. Yeah. Now, we're actually at things. exactly 30 minutes of so court let our introduction. So, right. how about we do our, recor- our introduction <laughs> for Civil Tension? And I'm going to leave it like this, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I am Peter Galt, your host and creator of Civil Tension. And this is episode 32. We're at week 32 of recording these things. And we do have co-hosts with us today.
3: John Guancey. And Ken
1: Nicholson.
0: And we have guests. Glenn Smith. And Norman Weir. Don Sebus. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us and hanging in. Let's just keep this going. Um, I, I really like this topic. And it's not been... Aggressive, but I mean, frankly, from, <laughs> well, I mean, we're well, not yelling and, and hollering, and because I think we all agree to a point with John. I do have a little bit of a problem with the ideology of having a business that has the intention of serving the general public, like you know, where we are. We're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. they throw up a sign that says open, unlock the doors, yeah. and right yeah you know, and, and and so just wait and that's so my you know your what? conflict if I was going into business if my business were to serve the general public right. and I've actually been in that before in, in a form in a way but if, I'm gonna I'm gonna resign myself to that I'm gonna say you know what whoever walks in the door if they've got money in their hand uh, I'm gonna serve them a cup of coffee or whatever it might be that you know I'll bake a, I would I would I would have a hard time saying, you know what, I'm, I'm here to do this, but I'm not going to do what you're asking for because I, I would actually have a very hard time refusing the business because my intent was to open the door for everybody. But you it see, but that's matter. your
3: intent as that's, a business owner, as a owner of private property. That's your intent that's and that's your intent. moral right. wrestlings or ethical wrestlings, not perhaps Ken's or mine or anybody else's and the problem comes in is that once you define the general public and your business is open to the general public you have to define one what's general public and two does that now is that a restaurant what is it definite wait for it does that mean that you if there are no stools to sit at and it's just a walk-in is it a bakery is it a web developer is it a HR specialist then you start moving that line once you define what the general public has a right under the confiscatory powers of government to access, now you've defined there's a line. Well, we know anything with government, they move the line, mm-hmm. right? So today it's gonna to be restaurants, tomorrow it's gonna to be something totally different, oh, and ultimately the marketplace has to be what decides what a person does and doesn't do. And I, I
0: agree with
6: that. A, 100%. I, I, I have, I have a, a little bit of a problem with the correlation when you first started, John. Um, regarding the the Jim Crow laws, mm-hmm. okay, um, partly because if if the moral aspect of the Jim Crow laws was to give everyone a part of their democratic privilege, mm-hmm. okay, where would we be today? If we if we didn't have those, if that I mean it took it was over a hundred years before that even before that even came and that became a a, a a theme that had to
3: had to come out somewhere. This these people. Uh, um, what I'm saying is that if the states had never passed Jim Crow laws in the first place, the federal government would not have been involved, and those things would have been decided out at the marketplace. Right. And people that say that they couldn't have been served over time because of this, that and the other thing, they would move and relocate to a place where they would be more accepted. And again that gets back to the idea that you don't have the right to conscript my labor to you know, to do what it is you want me to but, do. But there again do you have do you
6: have the right to force me to move someplace else?
3: No, you make a decision whether it is you want to deal with the harassment or not. That's your that's your free will decision. I got really to see it's more, it was more than harassment. That was the whole point. No, but the, no, no. I'm talking about at a business level. I'm not talking about lynching people from trees. That's not a Jim Crow thing. I'm talking about business and the interaction within the exchange of commerce. That's what I'm talking about. And there were laws in the books that did not allow for people to be served at lunch counters. That's what I'm talking can, about. Can they're
1: I also, ask I, laws somebody of, define? What the Jim Crow laws were, because I think there's some misunderstanding. I think
5: everyone just throws Jim Crow laws out there. Does that envelope you know, what, what exactly did they? What kind of stuff did they deal with? They were laws that enforced racial
2: racial segregation, right? In their peers. okay, so that that, that enforced it, racial, racial it. or permitted it? Enforced it. Oh, both. Enforced. enforced them. Them. So Thou
1: shalt not, shall not
2: have
1: the not. same public yes. bathroom for blacks mm-hmm. and whites. Right. So right. therefore, you. Oh, God. I was Black not aware kid, of that. Black no, kids the laws college.
2: were segrega- to force segregation, not integration. Right. So, but, so what I'm saying... So
4: examples, so, let's talk about some uh, be, beyond the bathroom. So what you had is water fountains, yep. mm-hmm. whites right. only, blacks only. Hotels. You had hotels, you had restaurants, and even on the buses. My yeah. dad told me a story. And right. you have Rosa Parks. Yeah. My, yeah. my dad told me when he was a, a uh, um, recruit in the Marine Corps, and he had his liberty and he got in a bus in South Carolina, and he got up for an elderly woman, and the bus driver was watching him, and he told the lady, you can sit down here, and she said, no, son, I can't. I have to go in the back of the bus. And he said, ma'am, sit down, and she said, you need to sit down, that bus driver is watching us, and we will not move, and it was a black woman, an elderly black woman, and he as a gentleman Mm -hmm. from the north, didn't understand the rules.
3: And so, what, so the point being, and I want to I want to clarify this for Dan, is that, is that if you didn't have forced segregation, you would not have had the need for the federal involvement. That was, ben, that was that was Ben Shapiro's point. That is, the marketplace did not al- was not allowed to work at a local at level. At a local level, and so the well, see, I mean. so the statement that blacks wouldn't have gone to college is totally erroneous. Totally erroneous. If the Jim Crow laws had not been on the books, universities and colleges and institutions of and higher learning, even public schools, if they were not government schools and were actually private educational institutions, could market and pursue clientele and market share to their profits delight, and could have very well integrated a whole lot faster. Oh, well, would have. Would God have. Me. There's no doubt about I want to that. Chime
2: in on I sort of the other bit, side. Let me go like, back to the baker for a minute because I think a point that gets missed in that again is, and you touched on it, John, is that the baker and you, you're opening up your restaurant. You're opening it to everybody. That bakery was open to everybody. He did mm-hmm. not. Desi- did he did not deny a single person service based on Anything. race, religion, creed, sexual orientation. Nothing. Right. He didn't do that. He did it based on what the purpose of it was for and his ide- ideology toward that. That's a lot different than "I won't serve you, period," because you're a white Christian. But because well, the compliant
3: die people are saying this is the new civil yeah. rights mm-hmm. movement, that they, therefore they're drawing a false analogy
5: right. to serve their means. Right. Well, kind of shift the topic a little bit, a sidestep on there when you're talking, put aside court cases for beliefs and mm. um, racial thing on there. What do you come to business with unions, unionization on there? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, I'm a free market guy mm-hmm. on the portion. I've told business owners, it's like, you know, if I ran a company mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing and someone went to unionize, I could either shut down the company or deal with the union. Right. People are like, well, why, you can't shut down the company or unionize. Sure like, it's That's my true. company. I'll move to a different state right. or a different area. That that shocks people. It's like, you're the business owner. On mm-hmm. there You can decide whether to stay in that state or not. Again, it's people uh, acting like someone else. Because they, they they dictate. The you business, do s- your
2: business. It's just mind-numbing that uh, so many people believe that others should be able to tell you how to run your business. It just blows well, me away. To your point,
4: and, and we've seen evidence of this earlier. We were talking before we got on the show about the minimum wage law, of mm-hmm. fifteen dollars. Yeah. To your point, in California, mm-hmm. when they implemented that law, there were businesses that picked up that had hundreds of employees, mm-hmm. and they moved across the border to Nevada. Yeah. Well, look at Illinois. That, that was, was their, their choice. Example. Yeah, that was their business decision, and there were people willing to work mm-hmm. in that
5: state yeah. for less than the minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. I think mean, that's right. Do do, Illinois for an example. Do, we're going to Wisconsin. Everyone's leaving the state. Right. Do you? What, what,
3: what was the? What was the? Can't remember who it was up in the PNW Pacific Northwest. They were they passed a head tax it was a municipality. I don't remember who. Mm. Help me, Sweet Peter.
5: Seattle. Oregon, Oregon, Portland, Portland. Portland?
3: I think it was Portland. Portland. Okay, okay, because I think. Okay, so they wanted to pass a head 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 tax. It's like like they're going to pass so many, so many cents per hour worked, and whatever, and they're going to use these funds for helping, I think, the homeless or whatever. Okay, whatever the, and so what happened was is that pretty soon, the leftist, big business uh, types up there, Microsoft, I think, being one, right? Uh, Is Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. Uh, Amazon. And, and, and they, all of a sudden they start squeaking. Here it cool. is. What would have happened? Please, Glenn.
4: Uh, Seattle's new head tax blasted oh, by city's mega corporations. Yep. So the mega corporations, who are the liberal corporations that we
3: know of Which that are out in Seattle, yeah. they didn't want it. Right. No. So what was going to happen? They were going to make a decision to take their personal, if you will, their personal property, and they were going to move. To another location, probably the Carolinas or even better yet Texas, and that had been it because they didn't want to. Yes, they will be the only thing that saves the republic. I always
2: love those big comp- corporation owners. Though. They practice capitalism to the to the tilt, right to the to the mm-hmm. top, and then yeah. they but they preach uh, well, socialism. They, well, it, just, I mean, it goes back to the whole global thing.
5: Yeah. Even look like our companies; they leave the country because yeah. it's cheaper now under the current change in the current uh, yeah. presidency, now they're starting to come back. The capitals yeah. going to follow where they're going to make the money.
3: So think of it this way. Right now there's a huge there's a huge problem in, in Mexico with regards to thievery. Now you may think, well, gee, John, that's really nothing new, what do you mean by that? That is that the bandits that I'm referring to, they're called rail bandits. And what they will actually do is that uh, foreign automakers will import their cars to a given port in Mexico, load them onto a train for transport into the United States, and they do some assembly work down there, final assembly, and they bring them up. What the rail bandits are actually doing is that they're actually taking the rails, the rails the trains are running on, and ripping them out, bringing the train to a stop, and then then they swarm the train by the hundreds and strip the cars out. Wow. For materials and all the <laughs> rest. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, now they created their own market. <laughs> now, if I'm a business owner, if I'm Audi or Volkswagen or Toyota or any of the other many automotives that are having this problem, I'm not gonna go to that port in Mexico anymore. I'm gonna go to Houston. Yeah. Right? Or I'm gonna go to California. I'm gonna get away from that. Why? Because you are an obstruction to me doing business mm-hmm. and making a lot of money doing it. That's the marketplace. And then the people of Mexico will cry foul. It's like, well, government, fix your your problem, and I'll come back. You can't fix your problem, I won't come back. You wanna know why it is, you know, not just Mexico, but if you have a country that doesn't have a robust GDP, doesn't have a good wage, people aren't healthy and happy and prosperous, well, guess what? Because there's no capital investment. Why is there no capital investment? Because there's no stability or you're making business hard. Mm -hmm. Well, make business easier for me and I'll come back and spend money. And that is what the Democratic National Socialists, your Marxists say, no, we just need to just totally encapsulate the whole globe in in Marxism and like uh, Elizabeth Warren was saying, we'll just confiscate the businesses that are worth a billion dollars or more. Mm-hmm. what have you, i.e. like Venezuela did and we'll just mm-hmm. capture those profits well the problem is in the short term you might be rich and Venezuela was they had all kinds of money flowing into the coffers but the problem is that's fine but they cooked the goose they, they killed, killed, the, they goose, killed yeah. the goose, they put yeah. it in the pot they ate well for a week or two and then, and then no they, they figured out no more <laughs> goose now what do we do? well you're going to stand in line for a little bowl of rice and toilet paper with armed guards assisting
5: you yeah. welcome to socialism yeah. or if you look at Chicago, they're selling off everything they can Right. All the revenue streams. So if you look at Venezuela, what was their number one export? Oil.
4: Oil. Boom. So as soon as the government took that over... Everything went down. Destroyed us. It. Yep. it destroyed their economy. Yeah. they had a they had a they had a very good economy or a good economy prior to that. I don't know it was very good, but they had a much better economy. <laughs> it was than
0: better than us. Yeah. <laughs> they had so an economy.
4: They had an economy. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually know a guy. I met, actually I don't know him personally anymore, but I met a guy many years ago, whose um, whose father-in-law was in the military in Venezuela and their first attempt at a coup to overthrow the government, uh, he was part of the... the the military was part of putting it down. Hmm. And uh, the second attempt, he fled the country. And the guy that I met was his son-in-law, and he actually was at a march in Venezuela. And his two bodyguards, he was at the front of this march protesting what the government was doing and the dictator was doing. And both... Men on each side of him that were protecting him were killed by headshots. Mm-hmm. He knew at that point he had to leave the country because that was the message. <laughs> right. a, right. a,
2: there's some feedback. Yeah. Now,
4: those were <laughs> random shots. Right. Those were intentional warnings. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to shoot him because of his connection. They wanted him
3: to just go away. They wanted him to go away. Mm-hmm. They succeeded. And now, there they are succeeded. People, now there are people in Venezuela who are doing very well. Oh yeah. Very well. But they're connected with the government. Mm-hmm. They're connected with the populace. They're connected with here's the word. They're the one percenters. The oligarchy. <laughs> yes. No, no, let's not use the word olig let's not use the word one percent. Yeah, like right, because it's it's the it's the governmental it oligarchy. And that's what that's what we need to be fearful of. Because right. the people that think that socialism is great don't think they're actually going to have to live under socialism. And the young people that support it as they tweet on their capitalistic Mm -hmm. iPhones (laughs) about how great socialism is, don't drive Trabant's. Right, Right. Soviet (laughs) or
4: or failure drive. Right, Uh Right. Right. they also don't write the checks for university chairs. No, they don't. They don't write the checks for Mm -hmm. the health insurance. The health. Well, they don't write the checks for um, any of the Mm not-for-profits. Although that that would go away, of course. You know, the
2: not-for-profits. at at that point, there ain't no profit. Well, I I'm I just popped into in my head. It's somewhat off the beaten path, but an example of that, years ago... Is this a read, random thought of yours? It is a random thought, but it's, <laughs> it's relative, though, because years ago, I uh, went with a busload of people down to Waveland, Mississippi, after Hurricane Katrina. Three churches set up in a Kmart parking lot, a food store where you could come in and buy stuff, uh, a clothing store, which is my church worked in the clothing store, and then a three meals a day Uh, restaurant in this parking lot and I'd never seen anything like this in terms of three churches working together and serving people, people that hadn't been out of their house for six weeks, they were gone and I'll never forget this as long as I live and that same parking lot was a FEMA tent three people just sitting there were three churches. It was it, all, what I remember thinking is the, the difference between people who want to be there and people who have to be there. Right. We wanted to be there to serve. FEMA had to be there. That was their job. They were accomplishing nothing. I mean, literally nothing. At a but, stunning cost. In a stunning cost, and there were people there. And I, I mean, it was it was a transformative thing for me because I can still remember p- giving people a shirt, the first clean clothes they'd had in six weeks, and it was just so striking how. Again, when when it's the, the marketplace in this case, I'm using that in air quotes, that was the marketplace, in this case, the church marketplace working versus government control, which was useless.
4: And I think another thing that happened during that time, there were some corporations... Uh, i think uh, I, I don't know who owns tide but they mm-hmm. had sent procter and, gamble. procter and gamble had sent trucks down there with washing machines mm-hmm. and of course they had tide posted oh, yeah, all over yeah. right? and they allowed people to come and do their Wash- laundry for yeah. free i mean now it's great pr for that corporation of they it was. didn't have to do it but it was fabulous pr for them I'm sure. yep. and uh it, you know, there was a 90, I think it was in Louisiana, there was something like 92,000 mobile homes that were brought down there. Yeah, yeah. by FEMA. Mm-hmm. Yep, By FEMA. Yep. Pre positioned, that really sat unused. Yep. Okay. Unused. Yep. Unused. Incredible. Just yeah. incredible. I've been down to the Ninth Ward down there and driven through it today, still today. Yeah. It is a, you see houses that are just being eaten by the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, Weeds or whatever, yeah. just yeah. chewing it up, and and in that it environment, will. anything grows really, really, <laughs> yeah, it does. Bugs, yeah.
3: bugs and weeds alike. Yes, when you're below sea level. Yeah, there's yeah,
4: plenty well, of. Well, you water, know, yeah. you know what the national bird is of Louisiana? Mosquito. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes.
0: That's pretty good. I I like what I like about this conversation is the fact that it seems it, this seems like all common sense. Yeah, I know, but. To us, a to us it to us, but even to to John's point. Listening to Ben, that light bulb goes up. Hey, thanks yeah. for joining us. Good Thank you, you. Right. No problem. And and I know John has to skip at some point too. Um, and we're actually going to wrap up on a tight uh, a tight hour today. It's nine twenty six this morning, and I actually have to be in the office right around 10, 10.15 10, today myself. But. Uh, Doing actual work, <laughs> um, I will. I will be thrilled and do a happy. We'll drink dance. to that. Yeah, and we'll do a happy dance. Actually, the day that this mm. civil tension actually starts to is on that. Work. Write a few checks. It's a part of that work, I work. hope. So, in which case, perhaps you know, then I can write a few checks to guests and comms. Yeah. Would that not mm. be mm. cool? Yes,
2: that would no, be, be done. But I think coffee. that's the point. Is that it is? I think that is again what's lacking. Because again, um, is it? not common sense that socialism doesn't work. Of course it is. All you have to do is look at history about I don't even know how many examples we have. That's part of why we get so frustrated about it. It's like it's not just some idea in our head that this doesn't work. It's been proven over and over and over again. And then when people want to badmouth our country and badmouth capitalism, it has raised more people out of poverty than anything in the history of the planet. By huge factor. By a huge factor. I, yeah. I heard a guy tell a story yesterday from Malaysia. Grew up getting caned if he got a bad grade in school didn't have the right haircut. Didn't get to go to the right school because he was in the Chinese class in Malaysia, so he wasn't Malaysian. Um, worked hard, didn't get into the school because he wasn't Malaysian. Studied real hard, applied for schools in America, Got a scholarship to the University of Indiana. He said when he came here, he didn't even know what Indiana was. He works for a financial company now, and I heard him say something that he said in front of this group of 60 people, this is such a great country that gives you opportunity that no place else does. And I went and talked to him afterward. I said, man, do we need someone like you telling your story to the young people of this country who have no clue when they say America's bad?
5: And they this. take everything for granted. Right? Yeah, Fat dumb and happy, I call oh, we we why But we Because we're in, a such a great country. in the last
2: couple days, uh, right? What's that? Oh, oh the well, country well, really is that? That never great? very great. That yeah. might be more Trump syndrome derangement. But they syndrome they the thing. I don't care what it well, is. We have, but it's still you no know, it, to said too. Can yeah. capitalism
6: is, has uh, is, has been the funder for socialism too. That's true.
1: Sure <laughs> it has. I, if well, we didn't have the liberty provisions, none of these people would be doing this stuff because we'd have government people shooting them. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: <coughs> and the and the reason and the re, and the what it comes down to is that the capitalists will sell. You know, on day one, the capitalists will sell the socialists the rope that the socialists will use to hang the capitalists on day two. And that's a fact. Yeah, and
2: we're well
3: down that path. Well, we need
1: to we've
2: move wave back. giving like, them rope.
5: Going to like yeah, the more bigger idea. level, because you know, I'm always thinking here, like with government forcing rules on there, just look at how the U.S. is doing with the tax code. Mm-hmm. It's re- requiring other countries to report to the U.S. what our citizens are doing. Uh, use the example case right now, the Manafort one, uh, under the Fatchka laws, where foreign thing, he's he's maybe facing prison time because he didn't report a foreign bank account, hmm. you know, on there. And in, like you deal with the IRS tax code, you go to prison. There's no time off for good <laughs> behavior. It says five years, you're in there five you're years. you there. You can ask me. Al Capone and everyone else that. Yeah. Yeah. With IRS. It story. doesn't work well with the financial markets and everything. But we control the markets because if they don't comply by the U.S. banking laws, on there, you can't go. You, you can't use our markets.
2: Hmm. So you That's see this
5: where th- government overstepping but
3: and so you see the issue of the of the, of the free market and the issue of with regards to taking care of people, as Don was talking about, of being charitable and, and helping people right. versus conscripted government-run charity, which never works well. These are the things that if and he was and Don was mentioning earlier about how it is we we looked at history and why socialism doesn't work well, and how can we wrestle with this issue of providing for people in a humane way, but at the same time still maintaining the incentivization of private property and ingenuity and entrepreneurship, these are the things if you want to read a really awesome book would be by Dr. Larry Arn of Hillsdale College um, he did a book uh, on Winston Churchill and the name of the book is Churchill's Trial Mm -hmm. and in there very specifically he gets into, Winston Churchill wrote more about what he thought than any other human being in modern mm-hmm. times, and I mean modern times since like the 1500s forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, he documented almost everything he thought, and in his writings, he wrestles with the the idea of how there to be a safety net within society mm-hmm. without it becoming a hammock in which the individual will reside. And he had those debates with the Fabian socialists in mm-hmm. Britain of how to, because we must keep the goose alive and ingenuity and moving and growing and being good by the same token not allowing there to be poor starving children in the street. Yeah, being prosperous There's a is difference. the best way to deal with
2: right. that issue and then obviously the whole idea of helping people and help them maintain their yeah. Inherent dignity um, and, uh, and, and that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And, <laughs> the,
3: and, and the problem is, and the problem is, is that the comply or die crowd believe that you must have absolute, total governmental infra- intervention and control, or it is absolute nihilism where everybody's starving. Yeah. And they they are so uncomfortable true. with that gray area that there are many different variants of gray within absolute government control and complete and total nihilism because charities step in because uh, mm-hmm. people with compassion step in. You have business owners that say, hey, I want the PR of the Tide truck going yeah. down to Louisiana. I'm gonna get something out of it, but I'm also gonna provide something that's good for people. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And it's that gray area that it's the totally complier or die sure. cannot deal in. Yeah. And you know that actually,
0: the, the Tide truck is an awesome example because even that can carry through on different levels. Where my daughter goes to college, one of the services the college offers is 100% completely, totally free laundry. There is absolutely no excuse mm-hmm. for any student not to have clean, clean clothes. They The washers are free, dryers are free, soap is free, bleach is free, all of that. Wow. You go in there, and, and the reason being is once upon a time, you could walk into the dorms and you could smell, smell. your way to your <laughs> kids' <kitchen. laughs> room, but guess who supplies... Uh, the You know, the soap and the yeah. bleach and everything. And guess how many kids go, because they have an on-campus requirement of three years there. They become be long, lifelong you customers. You know what? Um, that's the soap I used every day for three years to wash my clothes. that's what I'm getting at Yeah, what store. do you think they buy when they go yeah, to the store? When they go to the store. They, they graduate. They go get a job. Oh, sure this is of the long-term. soap you Because,
2: mm-hmm. you know. My early days at Sprint, we sold phone cards to college students. Not that we made a lot of money on them when they were in college, but we knew if they started using it, they would become customers. Look what Apple Not did, Rocket folks! Pardon they me? gave they gave computers away at yeah. us.
1: yes. Stunning volume yep. mm-hmm. to any educational yep. place that would take them,
5: and all of those people are Apple jocks yeah, to this exactly. day. Exactly.
2: So it's yeah. funny how that was. Well, of course, I was thinking it's, when it's,
5: Starbucks started the Frappuccino. I was working in Maryland at the, time, the the one week they're giving out Frappuccinos on the corner in the summer, you know, it was free and everything. Yeah. Then like two weeks later, they they were gone off the corner. You're like, where is it? Became like crack addicts. Looking yeah. forward, you know, you everyone that to so go to the store. I'm like, wow. And people well, it's really, that's a, that's, that's, a,
6: that's a business model. But that's a business model. That, is, that has worked uh, uh, for years and years and years. I mean, I remember years ago when I was in the food business uh, and, and we represented, uh, represented Melita Coffee, mm-hmm. we would give away the coffee makers yeah. because so, they wanted to sell the filters. Exactly. Mm-hmm and that's what we did why do you and think
2: the other thing about the TIDE example and again using that contrasting that with what I saw with FEMA is TIDE was actually providing something that people needed
1: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. and the FEMA and we were providing something people needed a shirt, a shorts, a pants a blanket um, versus we're just here to help well, okay. What they say um, when the government's here to help you? What, yeah. You know, when they say I'm the, from the government, I'm here to help you. Yeah, Reagan. <laughs> yeah, Reagan. Oh, that's that's yeah right different. for <laughs> <laughs> the So
3: difference. I got a great
2: shot of what that looks like. There's a, there's a difference between active and passive help. Bingo. We were actively helping people, yeah.
3: And the thing of it is, is that to bring this to bring this back to the beginning, the marketplace solves solves ninety nine percent of all ills, ninety five percent of all ills. Mm-hmm. And when people say, "Well, the marketplace doesn't work," well, you know why the well, marketplace doesn't work? Because you're not using the marketplace. Mm-hmm. They say, "Well, we marketplace based based healthcare uh, in this country doesn't no. work." You know, you know no. why? Because that's not because that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, you're not, not even. You're not not even in the same even, universe. Not even close to doing that. No. So they think, "Well, we need." a single-payer program. No, you don't. You need to allow the marketplace to work to drive down costs, understanding that there are some situations that the marketplace cannot support because it's right. not profitable. Right. That's where you have to have charities. That's where it is you have to have some governmental assistance because the marketplace cannot a- allow for that, right. cannot deal with that that thing. But it's an 80-20 rule. 80% of it can be dealt with very easily in the marketplace. At 20% between charity and government, absolutely. We're let trying the, to do it well, the so way, way right like the marketplace works. You brought up like
5: the healthcare the, uh, ones that uh, receive benefit; they don't realize how subsidized that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, it, like me on their side, it's like I pay for all my stuff. It's ridiculous.
1: Oh, I, I, uh, don't I I Get me started with that. <laughs> okay.
5: Well, <laughs> let's let's
0: not get started. Let's with that. Get started <laughs> with <laughs> started. Uh, yeah, don't <laughs> get started. With, okay, with the idea of <laughs> conscription in mind. Again, and I, I, I've kind of started doing this now the last handful of episodes we and I like this. What can we do? If we get up and walk away from here, what can we do to address conscription, uh, to address and perhaps rebut and educate people on why that's not a good idea? What do you think?
6: I think we need to start earlier in school uh, number one, to show these Show show the kids today, and and I, and see that's.
0: I want to stop here. you right there, real quick, though, Dan. I like that idea, but are you going to go? I'm asking yeah. what each well, one of us. we can do so, this week? this what when we get up and walk away from here. What are we on, on an individual level, mm-hmm. an individual basis? So, are are you going to go to a school and say, kids, don't submit to conscription? I'm I'm going to go to that school
6: and say this is the this is the consequence of what happens when you do this, and this is a consequence of what you do when, when this happens. As somebody mentioned earlier, you know, you show them the path. You don't necessarily have, you can't make the decision for them, yeah. but I, you show them the path and where the fork is
5: in the, in the road. Okay. Yeah, like All One right, things I do as a as CPA when I work with tax law, mm-hmm. you know, people don't like it. I'm like, well, it's tax law. You need to contact your elected representative. You know, you, you don't like it? Call them. I'm only enforcing laws. Uh, it's not my, you know. So if you want to change, use the system.
1: We can teach our beliefs in in an effective way by adopting the way that, it, that good religious people teach. Sh- just just share. Just you know when you when you're sitting with a 15 year old over dinner share stuff, talk mm-hmm. about stuff, little nips at a time, you know, we have to solve the entire problem with this issue. But anything you can do with any individual in any conversation without being obnoxious, but just to point out, hey, have you looked into this? It's, Go read this book.
5: It goes back right, to you him um, why? Right. Why do you think that? Why well, is this one? Plants, seeds, and water.
1: All we can do for the next week is gently and intelligently and invitingly ask people to think about alternatives. Well, one way I'll do yeah, it is continue to way.
2: tell the story of that young kid from Malaysia. That's one of the ways I'll do it. Sure. It's, it's the we, second time I've heard that story. We've, oh, you have? Yeah, we <laughs> learn by stories, and, and I think that's, to me, that's one way to do it because it's a non-threatening way to, again, if you just go to some 20-year-old 20, 20 and say, you don't appreciate America, you're not going to get very you far. you got to start so a little lower level. Ken, so season how, season
3: how did you phrase that? How can we approach people? Intelligently, something that's you gave like through
1: gently through through their you know what they're looking for. Show how what they're looking for could be perhaps better satisfied in a different place. Yeah, right. I posted something yeah. this
3: week.
2: You can't influence someone until you accept them.
3: And it's that reason why it is, Pete. I will not be doing anything this next week. <laughs> 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 Which reason? If, I if you can't if do it, it with gentle. a oh, the gentle, part, it, right? the gentle, intelligently, thoughtfully. So I. Like, I'm out. You
2: can do the, <laughs> you can do it the intelligently and thoughtfully. Sure. All right. So, the part. episode
3: 32, <laughs> In we, the can. Can,
0: we can either be gentle and soft <laughs> and communicate intelligently, or we can go to work with a sledgehammer. There you right. go. What's well, so, saying? You know, speak softly and carry a big stick? Yeah. There <laughs> you go. All right. Hey, guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate you joining me. Have a wonderful, <laughs> one. week. play,